better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Hi, and here we go. Rolling along with you just getting started today on what kind of feels like Monday after staying out and celebrating Martin Luther King Day yesterday on Monday. So it's not a reaction Monday. It is a reaction Tuesday here on the show. Thanks for tuning in, being a part of it, however you're tuning in, wherever. A lot to get into. How about them Cowboys? Oh, my goodness. How about them Cowboys? But. Let's really get down to it. How about those Chiefs? <laughs> oh, 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 come on. Chiefs make short work of the Steelers. Now, a lot of people saw that coming. And we get this clash of maybe, just maybe. I know we're talking AFC. I know you got Green Bay sitting out there in the NFC, on and on and on. I got it. But I'm saying, maybe, just maybe, a clash of the two best teams in the NFL This weekend in Kansas City with the Buffalo Bills come up, rolling up in there. Uh Uh-huh. That is going to be the game of the year. I can't wait. Welcome into the show. Y'all hit me up on this Reaction Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, as always, C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. So, feel free to comment. If you're on the live stream, hey, howdy to everybody on the live stream, Facebook, Twitch, and on Twitter. And good news, coming back to YouTube this week. Not today, but I'll make that announcement on the day that we do it. Follow me on Twitter, but the live stream coming back to YouTube for those who've been missing it there. Debbie, the first to say hello. And just like I said last week, Bill... Here's another Bengals fan. Here you go. I mean, where are they coming from? Well, I, Debbie says, who day with a bunch of hearts? <laughs> Black and orange hearts. Yeah, I tell you what, now the Bengals look really good. Yeah, when and your team is winning, they come out of the woodwork. That's, that's it, right? They hide until they start winning. <laughs> and, and it's like if you're a Browns fan. It's the same way, right? Those do exist. Cleveland Browns fans exist. Just wait for them to start winning and watch and see what happens. So feel free to comment on the live stream, get to you there. Get your text messages in on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best sausage, hands down, period. In my opinion, it ain't close. That's not all they have, sausage. But you need to start right there. Finishing off a package of original smoked sausage flavor and everything. You know, I go through these other flavors, and every now and then I come back and eat the original smoked sausage flavor from Country Pleasing, and I go, Dad Gum, this is the best. <laughs> and it's the original. So y'all text me at 885-ESPN on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Call me today on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., means they've been doing it better longer than anybody else right here at home at Divinity. Number to call right there, 995-1059. 601 number, it's 995-1059. Give me a call. love to hear your voice today. Well, 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 what an NFL weekend it was. Football in America is a special game, a unique game. 
played nowhere else on earth. It is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. Come on! Yeah, so uh, day back at you, Debbie, over there on uh, Facebook. The Bengals made short work of the Raiders back on Saturday, the first playoff game of the year. Kicked off in Cincinnati, and they won one for the first time in ever how many years it is. It's 40-something years, longer, less, I don't know. 26 to 19. You know, that's one of those where, all right, it's a seven-point game. It sure didn't feel like a seven-point game during that ball game, did it? It sure felt like the Bengals had control of that game the whole way, didn't it? And then on Saturday night, the Bills absolutely destroy the Patriots. Absolutely destroyed the Patriots. Josh Allen had more touchdowns than incompletions. What? I mean, here's the thing, like they set some kind of record, they like they never punted. They never, like, faced a third down or some... I mean, it was just ridiculous. Josh Allen was 21 of 25, 308 yards and five touchdowns. And then we fast forward to Sunday. Oh, my goodness. What's this one right here? I got another one over here that says football. Let's see what's on this one. Hold on. What's this say? It says football. That's cool. Oh, yeah, I like that. Come on. All right, so fast forward to Sunday. Three games on Sunday, 49ers at Cowboys. Let me tell you something. I'm going to make a statement. I didn't tweet this because I saved it for you today on this radio show. It's about the Cowboys. That football game against the 49ers on Sunday was an indictment on anybody associated with the Cowboys' offense. Now, what do you think about that? It was pitiful. They rushed as a team... Prior to that run at the very end of the game that went for like 17 yards that cost them the game because they ran out of time, they were sitting at 60 yards rushing as a team. They had 89 yards in penalties. Most of them on offense, not all. Obviously, you watch the end of the game, very critical penalty on the Cowboys on defense. They are undisciplined as a team. They were the most undisciplined team throughout the year. On the offensive side of the ball, the 49ers pushed them around like they were little kids on the playground. Okay, the 49ers defensive front completely manhandled the Cowboys offensive line for the majority of that game. And the only reason the Cowboys were able to put up any showing at all offensively was hitting a few throws after Bosa got hurt and after 54, Warner, I think is his name, got hurt. Those two guys get hurt for the San Francisco 49ers. If they didn't get hurt, Cowboys ain't getting nowhere near the other end zone because they could not block them. Run block, pass block, didn't matter. Getting manhandled. When you when that's happening, it was like Bryce Young in the title game against Georgia. When that's happening, 
the quarterback has to be absolutely perfect to have a chance to win the game. And Dak was far from perfect. He threw the pick. He missed a couple of throws here and there. But every time he hit a big one, holding, here it comes back. And here's the other thing, too. Just to the naked eye, you don't have to be like super-duper educated on football X's and O's just to the naked eye. Watch the 49ers offense. I mean, watch the watch the Bills offense. You know, these teams that these other teams that won. You know, watch the Buccaneers offense. It looks like an offensive system. It's a system. Every play they run is like connected to the play before and setting up the play after. It's all connected. It has a flow to it. We're going left. We're going right, deep, shallow. We, you know, we're checking at the line of scrimmage. We're doing all this stuff. The Cowboys offense never looks like that. It's like they just run plays. They don't have an offensive system. They just line up and run plays. You know, it's so frustrating to watch. Here's the thing about it. The Cowboys' offense did not look ready to play. They were totally manhandled physically, especially on the line of scrimmage, but even outside. Okay? Dak was not sharp. But he had to be perfect because they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't pass block for the majority of the game. And the only reason he didn't get sacked eight times in a game was because Bosa got hurt and 54 got hurt. If those two don't get hurt, it had been an absolute blowout. I'm telling you. They were sloppy. They were undisciplined. They were unprepared. They were not as physical as the other team that came in there. You got all kinds of issues. <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with any streak or any other past players or any past coaches or the, you know some curse. I mean, it's got nothing to do with any of that. They weren't ready to play this game. You can watch some 49ers on film and know what you're up against. You better have a plan to run the ball. Guess what? Okay, you've paid Zeke a lot of money. Well, he's not healthy. Okay, he's just going to play him and give him the ball because he's you paid him a lot of money? Are you going to play Pollard, who's obviously healthier and has a better chance to get those fall forward yards? They don't play him enough. They didn't play Pollard enough. They didn't give him the ball enough. Period. You know, and I've heard all year long about how great C.D. Lamb is. What is it? Does it take zone coverage for him to get open? It's like they played anybody who committed to -to man-to-man coverage, C.D. Lamb disappeared. Gone. Where is he? We can't get him the ball. So that was 49ers Cowboys. (laughs) I guess the first game of the day on Sunday would have been – Buccaneers, Eagles, and and again, that's when you look at it, you go 31-15. Okay, well, it kind of doubled them up. No, 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 no. It was 31 to nothing. Okay, and here's another thing about that. Eagles fans, listen up. And, and let me sidetrack. Side side, side, let me go back to Cowboys 49ers side note. The 49ers are fun to watch. Tell me a guy who you'd rather watch get the football than Debo Samuel. Maybe the most underappreciated, underhyped guy in the entire NFL. I found myself pulling for Debo Samuel the other day, just wanting to see him get the ball. He's that exciting. He's that good. Former SEC guy. I'm pulling for the 49ers. I'm pulling for Debo on the NFC side. I absolutely am pulling for them. 
on the NFC side. Anyway, okay, so Buccaneers make short work of the Eagles. They were up like 31. There was total domination. And you know why? <laughs> because the Eagles could not throw the football. They could not. They're this team that has made their you know, their reputation this year on being able to run the ball. And just like Troy Aikman said in the game, they hadn't played a bunch of other good quarterbacks down the stretch and all this stuff. You know, they piled up some wins, got in the playoffs, they're getting dominated, trying to run the ball, even doing zone read stuff in the NFL with Jalen Hurts. Getting a drop back game with Jalen Hurts cannot do it. Can't do it. And there's Gardner Minshew sitting over there on your sideline. Here's my thing. I understand that Hurts has been your quarterback throughout the year, but how much of that game did the Eagles coaching staff need to see before they gave Gardner Minshew a chance? They had one guy in an Eagles uniform that could have possibly taken what the Tampa Bay defense was trying to do to them beginning in the first half, could have taken that and maybe thrown the ball against it and loosen them up so that you could then do your thing and run the ball. You got one guy in an Eagles uniform in the whole stadium that was capable of lining up, taking a shotgun snap against that Tampa Bay defense and picking them a little bit with short passes and hitting a throw to get you in a position you could run the ball. And he was Gardner Minshew standing on the sideline. Period. End of story. And here's what's going to happen. Gardner Minshew is going to bounce in the offseason. He'll go somewhere else to a team that needs a starter. He will start, and he'll throw the ball like crazy. Will he be a pro bowler? Maybe not. Will he be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? No. Will he be twice the NFL passer that Jalen Hurts is? Yes. And they had him standing on the sideline over there. Afraid to make a change when it was obvious to anybody Minshew might give you a chance here to loosen this defense up just enough here or there to pop some runs and do what we do in the run game to stay in this game. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to three and out, three and out, three and out, and it's 21 nothing. bang, just like that. And then Sunday night. Chiefs! The Chiefs were dominant as you expect them to be. And watching the Chiefs versus the Bills this week is absolute must-see TV. Congrats to Cam Akers and the Rams last night. Dominated their division rival, the Cardinals. Just dominated them. So on the NFC side, I don't know who to pick. I mean, maybe it is Green Bay. Maybe it's the Rams. Maybe it's the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady. Going to pull for the underdog 49ers because I like them. But on the AFC side, my Chiefs, I think they're the best team over there. Wait a minute. Boy, the Bills sure looked. I know. I know they did. They're playing in sub-zero at home in Buffalo against rookie quarterback Patriots. It ain't the same kind of challenge that they'll face this week when they go to Kansas City. And Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes over there on the other side. Can't wait. All right, let's get to your text messages now on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best Hands down. White Denzel texts the show and says, hear me out. Fire Mike McCarthy and hire Dan Quinn. Well, just hold on a minute, Denzel. Speaking of the name Dan, (laughs) Brett on Twitter, uh, he tweeted this to me over the weekend. I told him we were off yesterday for Martin Luther King Day. 
proud to take that as a holiday. Anybody didn't take it as a holiday, ask them why. Um, Brett tweeted this, and so he brought it back to my attention today. I hoped he had. He wanted to know what about the possibility of Dan Mullen being an offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. And I know it's you know it's easy. You got Dak who played for him in college, but I think there I think it's a better idea than just hey they this quarterback played for him in college. I don't think that matters. I think it goes back to what I said earlier, and then I'm coming back to your text. An offensive system where you look at it and there is there's an angle on everything you're doing. Every play you run is related to the one before and the one after. It's a product of what you did before. It's a setup for what you're doing after. It's all related. We're not just lining up running plays. That's the way Dan coaches. I think it would work in the NFL. I really do. Louvier, country pleasing text. If we have to wait for the Browns to start winning before they'll chime in, we'll never hear from them. Ever. Sign Go Saints. <laughs> <laughs> I love Louvier. Rebel Rex says, uh, hey, Matt, once again, how about the Rams in the NFC West? going to be hard to beat those Rams. They look great. The 49ers look physical. Man, what's the latest on Bosa? I didn't even follow up and read. Don't they – I mean, is he, is he, he, did he get a concussion? I mean, what was it? The other guy got an ankle. <laughs> the, uh David uh, texted me. It's a it's a nacho. It's a Doritos bag, but with the Cowboys on it, and it says Nacho Year. <laughs> no, it's not their year. Um, now, Toe, yeah, the Kiffin coaching hires. A lot of that we kind of already knew, didn't we? It's just they sort of made it official, I guess, after the paperwork went through and they put out the official graphics from the official team accounts. But we'll talk about that today. Additions to the Ole Miss football coaching staff, additions, subtractions to the Ole Miss roster, to the Mississippi State roster, more portal updates, all that is coming. Uh, Woodrow texts the show, says, Cowboys, most penalized team in the NFL, too many mistakes. The defense played well in the second half. The defense did dig in and make some plays, but even the defense. Defense had the 49ers stop with, what, like two minutes left in the ball game. Had them stop getting the ball back. And, like, Randy Gregory is eight yards behind the play and, and bear hugs and pile drives an offensive lineman gets called for defensive holding. It's absolutely the right call. Tell me why he did it. Pure, undisciplined stupidity. And we pay, pay millions of dollars to be that undisciplined. Can you imagine being a Cowboys fan watching all that happen? I'm talking about a diehard. Nick says the whole Cowboys organization is a bigger clown show than Ringling Brothers. Well, and you go, the whole organization. My thing is, they just weren't ready to play. And it's a playoff game. Somebody goes, they looked unprepared like Mississippi State in the bowl game. Yeah, well, hang on. Okay, first of all, I'm not making excuses, but it's two totally different urgencies. I hate to say it, but it is. One's playing in the Liberty Bowl. It's not a part of the playoff, far from it. You know, without these players out for COVID, this, that, and the other thing, you know, 
he's this player transferring out, so he's not going to suit up for us. You know, all this stuff. It's a t- this is a playoff game, and it's supposed to be your year, okay? And you go into it with this. Let's just drop back and heave it down a field, and you know, and and go out there and as an offensive line just get blown up the entire first quarter. That offensive line, it, you will not see an NFL offensive line get blown up and dominated in an entire quarter any worse than what the Cowboys did against the 49ers defense. It was pitiful. They were not ready to play. B-Dog 2 says, probably a dumb question, but I thought the clock stopped briefly after the first down to reset the chains, or is that only in college? I think that's only in college. B-Dog, I don't think that's the NFL. Did the coaches ever offer an explanation for the final play call? I agree the penalties and the flat performance killed the Cowboys, but listen – that last play was an was a bad, bad, bad decision. I mean, it's so obvious that like Tony Romo is in the booth calling the game. Okay, and he and I in unison are sitting there at 14 seconds left, and they're about to snap the ball, going, "You have to throw it to the end zone. You have to throw it. You, there's no guarantee of two plays. There's a hope for two plays with 14 seconds. That's the way you approach it." So you guarantee yourself at least one shot at the end zone. You throw it to the end zone. What is a first down going to do for you with 14 seconds left? Nothing. You throw it to the end zone. He sat right there in real time within about four seconds. Recognize it. Go, I don't know, 14. You don't have a time to, if you're in the middle of the field, you don't have, you've got to get it out of bounds or you have to throw it to the end zone. He's exactly right. If he knows that. Why doesn't Dak know that? Why doesn't McCarthy know that? And why doesn't OC know that? Stick around. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Kelly and Laurie said on Facebook, Dan Quinn. Uh, you mean the guy that lost uh, that 28-3 lead to New England in the Super Bowl? 500 as a head coach? No way. That was uh, to the idea of Dan Quinn let him be the head coach of the Cowboys. What about Mullen go be the offensive coordinator? I think he's the kind of coordinator who'd figure it out, and it would look like an offense. That 49ers offense, <laughs> I mean, everything is so cohesive. Their runs set up their throws and their screens set up their runs. And it's like they're defending, you know, the defense gets worn out because they, they run right and left and right and left. And as soon as they get a pass rush, it's a screen behind them. And it's just so cohesive and fun to watch because it makes sense. It's smart. It's an offensive system. The 49ers offense could take any NFL quarterback, plug it in, and it would work fine. Gardner Minshew would be a star in the 49ers offense. I'm serious. But you know what? So would Jalen Hurts. (laughs) It was so much fun to watch. So, look, and I know, I mean, a thousand text messages to get to, and I promise I'm coming to them from Louvier and Nick and Anthony and Rebel Rex and Hog Jowl and Rez Dog and just – Everybody, I'm coming to him, I promise. But I want to point this out. And uh, I think this will, this is something that I did not know prior to this week. I pointed it out on my social media accounts on Twitter and 
Instagram. And if you don't follow here in Mississippi, here in Mississippi on Instagram and stuff, please do. It's a, a brand that we're getting going. And uh, Bill, I think this is right up your alley. Uh, Bill, but I don't know if you knew this nugget about this guy. So I'm going to see if you knew. Right up my alley and down I, the street. Right up your well, hey, it is actually right down the street. Okay, because on this day, January the eighteenth, nineteen forty one. Now it's well long before your time, but on this day, January eighteenth, nineteen forty one, in a place called Why Not Mississippi. I'm not kidding. It's it's one word, one town. Why not? W H Y N O T. Why not Mississippi? It's basically Meridian. Right outside of Meridian. A, on this day in 41, a guy named David Ruffin was born in Why Not, Mississippi. Now, do you know who David Ruffin is? Yes, sir. I bet you do. <laughs> he was a, an original member of the Temptations, one of yes, the original was. lead singers. Yep. You've been hearing these songs all your life. And we all need to realize that it's his voice, a guy that was born in Mississippi. He was the lead voice on Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Yeah, buddy. This is him. But I refuse to let you go. If I have to beg, plead for your sympathy, I don't mind. Because you mean that much to me. Ain't too proud to beg. As you know it. That is David Ruffin. He was also uh, the original lead singer for the Temptation song, My Girl. Maybe their most famous ever. I mean, Bill, maybe their most famous ever. Yeah. This is him, David Ruffin. On a cloudy day When it's cold outside I've got the month of May I knew you'd know that, Bill. Born in Why Not, Mississippi. Now, somebody sent me a picture. If you go to Meridian, there's a sign down there, and it shows the Temptations with David Ruffin, and it says, Meridian, the home of David Ruffin and the Temptations. Uh, but anyhow, um, you know, you look it up. Why Not, Mississippi? It's in Lauderdale County. It's a little outside of Meridian. But today's his birthday. Now, there's a lot of history there. Um, he had a tough, tough life, it looks like to me. Uh, but you talk about a talented individual born right here in Mississippi on this day back in 1941. And I've had several people recommend the Temptations movie uh, to me. Thibodeau on Twitter sent me a, a quote from the movie, and Denzel's texting me about it right now. So I'm going to have to look that one up. All right, so there's your historical here in Mississippi nugget for uh, the first hour. And we'll have some more for you in the show. Let's flip it over back to the sports conversation. We'll go to the phone line. The Divinity Equipment phone line. Rooster, hanging on line one. Hey, Rooster, what's up? Rooster there? I don't hear Rooster. He's there. Okay. Hey. All right, I got so you now, Rooster. Go ahead. Happy New Year. Where were you yesterday? Yesterday we were out celebrating Martin Luther King Day. Okay. <laughs> Listen. You should have watched the movie Temptations because David Ruffin was not an original member. Oh, really? He's a problem they had. No, well, he wasn't original. It was a great movie, but you know, not a big deal. 
Okay. He came in later and kind of disrupted. Well, here's the thing about it. So, so he came in later, but he was not an original member. Like everything I read about him said an original member of the Temptations. No, and that was a great series. You need to watch it. Okay. It was really, really good. good. Real long, but really good. Okay. Real good and real active. They did a great job. But listen, your observations, eh, the problem with the Cowboys is Mike and Mr. Jones. That's the problem. No question. Pretty hard for Dak to operate with those two characters. Yeah. McCarthy is no fit for Dallas. No. And you, you're going to have Packers versus the Panthers, and it's going to be a blowout. So what am I talking about? Eastern Illinois. That's who San Francisco is. Romo, Garoppolo, Shanahan. It's all these Eastern Illinois coincidences of like a perfect storm. Yeah. They're going to get blown out. They're going to get blown out by the Packers. It'll be a 20-point game. Okay. All right. Well, and maybe it will be. And it'll be in in Lambeau, and the Packers will be good and ready to go, and they're super-duper, I'm sure. But I'm looking forward well, to watching that's the it. problem. You know, if they, if Jerry Jones is the problem. Nobody knows that. Yeah. He's the problem. And it is a jinx, and it is a curse. And it's Jerry Jones. And Mike McCarthy, obviously, people can look at it. I just heard, you know, Cowherd saying the same thing I'm saying. He ain't the right fit. Tomlin and Pittsburgh, great fit, and all these other guys that use the scenarios. McCarthy is not a fit. No, he's not. He doesn't fit Big D. And I don't you know, know does, it's interesting you're it saying good. that. So, so Rooster, you're mentioning a guy like Cowherd. Others are saying this. And, and there's this stray thought in my head. I want to get your reaction. It's like... It's like Jerry Jones has, has, for a long time, has since Jimmy Johnson, has gone with coaches who, from a, from a personality standpoint or something, are more of a fit for him than they are for the organization or for the team. Um, Butt kissers. <laughs> Butt kissers is the word. That's it. Okay. Well, you kind of just cut right to it right there. I, I guess that's what it's like. McCarthy comes back from he television. To, and He wants to be the coach, you know. And, you know, he's a, obviously a pretty smart man. He's made a lot of money. But he's the problem. I mean, bless his heart. I'm a Cowboy fan. You know, Prescott did a Cowboy all his life. You don't want to pull against him. Hey, but, uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is a, It's a great radio. Hey, it's a great Southern radio show, Rooster. When a caller says about an NFL coach, Bless his heart. And also the Eastern Illinois Panthers. I mean, I, I knew they were going to win that game after the first quarter. I go, oh, my God. Then I begin to look up all those Eastern Illinois connections. I mean, everybody's from Eastern Illinois. Yeah. Charleston, Illinois. What the heck? <laughs> it was a perfect storm. That is pretty, pretty wild there. Hey, anyway, Rooster. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. It, it worked. It won't be Dallas and KC in the Super Doggone it. I but know it'll it will I'm, I'm, Green, Green, Green Bay and Kansas City. It'll be it's, Green it's Bay and Kansas, Kansas City. City. I'm with you. That's what I put on the live stream. The title went out on the live stream today. It was like Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. I think we are headed for a rematch of Super Bowl One. I think that's what we're going to have this year. Thanks, Rooster. Chiefs. Maul, I'm here for every bit of it. I don't mind an upset as long as it ain't of the Chiefs. Thanks for the call. Let me get to some of these texts here. Um, <clears throat> unnamed texter sent me a screenshot of Michael Parsons getting held blatantly. Um, I've got to edit his text. He's still mad about it. There's even a curse word in here. 
It says if the refs would have called the game the same way, the Niners would have looked like two. <laughs> they held every play. Every one. Now, may I ask a question? Like, you know I'm not going to read those on the air, so what's the point in typing it? <laughs> I guess the point is I get a chance to go... All right, ResDog says, so the Cowboys were basically MSU in the bowl game. See, that's the thing. I mean, we're talking an NFL playoff game here. It's two different urgencies completely. Just completely. Hogjowl says, the fact is the Cowboys are mediocre at best. They won their division games against bad teams. Take away those games, they were barely a 500 team. Hey, look, they got whipped at home by Denver. Just whipped at home by Denver. What happened to Denver this year? Didn't make the playoffs, fired their coach. You got a point there, Hogjow. Bad, bad division for sure. Meanwhile, the NFC West. Hmm. Meanwhile, the AFC East. Well, I mean, Buffs, Buffalo Bills and Patriots, you know. All right. Okay. Um... Yeah, if you're on the line, you need to bounce during the break. Call me back. I want to get your thoughts. And a lot of texts coming up also. We still have yet to touch on what happened in basketball this past weekend. Men's and women's. Up and down for both. Stick around. Who's not bald? He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you in the studio. A few comments on the live stream. Uh, hey, Ginger. Ginger on Facebook said, Have you watched The Temptations, the movie? It's four hours. Uh, no. Seems like if I had four hours of free time, I'd try to play a round of golf. <laughs> that might be why I haven't watched it. I'm going to try to get into it. I'm going to have to watch it in parts. Uh, Ginger also said that uh, she's for the Titans now since the Saints are out of it. There you go. <clears throat> hey, and look, I didn't even, I'm sitting here talking about the Chiefs and the uh, Bills and how great they look. We forget that the Titans are the number one seed sitting over there. Hey, and, and didn't I see, like, Derrick Henry, he's getting back for these playoffs, isn't he? For the Titans? I mean, if so, that's a big deal. All right, uh, back to the text line. Let's make our way through some of this. <clears throat> Back to the Eagles, watching that Eagles game against uh, Tampa, you only had to watch about four series to realize it was just not the matchup for Jalen Hurts, not what he needed. He, he, he's not going to get in a drop back. That Tampa Bay was good enough to force them into a drop back game, and you cannot do that with Jalen Hurts. It's got to be, you've got to have a running game. And when you don't, it ain't going to happen. So you had one guy on the whole Eagles team that was capable of doing a little drop back hitting enough throws to maybe loosen them up where you can pop a run now or then. And that's Gardner Minshew, and they didn't play him. Unnamed texture said, my thoughts exactly. I thought he would start the second half, to be honest. I like Hurts, but Minshew is a quarterback. Rebel Rex texted the show and said, my wife's a Philly fan, and as soon as that game ended, a big rumor started that the Eagles were going to send three first-round picks and Hurts to Seattle for Russell Wilson. How many first-round picks? Yeah, three first-round picks? And Jalen Hurts just to get Russell Wilson for what, a year? Two? Okay. 
I don't know about that. Dad of Squez said, Minshew to the Saints, please. <laughs> I would love to see it for a lot of reasons. Nick says, if the Saints had Gardner playing quarterback, they'd be in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I said it. That's from Nick. That's big talk right there, Nick. Anthony from Tupelo says, I think Mullen would be a better offensive coordinator in the NFL than a head coach in college. I agree with that. Anthony, I mean, what is it? What is it about the idea of Dan Mullen being an offensive coordinator in the NFL that just seems like, yeah, it's just a yeah. Not to mention, I didn't even talk about this, but you know, I was watching all the, the pre-coverage back for the national title game between Georgia and Alabama. Dan Mullen's outstanding on television. They should they should send Kirk Herbstreet on his way in every capacity. He's become stale and boring and full of himself and bland. Uh, his comments are vanilla. You can tell he's not working as hard. He's put on weight. <laughs> I probably shouldn't go that far. He's, he's even gone so far as to artificially dye his eyebrows to match his hair. It's time to, it's time to send Herb Street packing and put Dan Mullen in there. Smart. You listen to everything he says. Football IQ off the charts. And there's something about him on TV. He's kind of entertaining. This edgy, you know, Northeastern accent guy who's smarter than everybody. <laughs> it kind of works. Anyway. He doesn't need me as an agent. He's got a good one. But I'm just saying it would be great on TV. Anyhow. Unnamed texter says, uh, to, hold on, he says, uh, to say that why not is basically meridian is akin to saying a diamond is basically sparkling glass. Now, hold on. I wasn't saying that why not Mississippi is like meridian. What I said is it's in Lauderdale County. I was trying to say it's close to meridian. It's, it's almost the same place in that they are connected geographically. What is it? Okay, so is it is it technically, like if you go put a stake in the center of downtown Meridian, what is it, 15 miles to the community of why not? But here's the point on that. You go to Meridian, they have a sign up. Somewhere it goes, it's, it's the Temptations, and there's Ruffin, a, a painting of David Ruffin singing. It goes, Meridian, the home of David Ruffin of the Temptations. But he was really born in Why Not. That's all I'm saying. No, they're not the same place. I'm saying they're close geographically. There. Jason in Flagstaff says, I love the here in Mississippi thing. Wish I hadn't lost my good pictures of the Box Canyon and Tishomingo State Park. I wish you had them too. Yeah, um, if you don't already, if you like uh, history and people and stories in the state of Mississippi, Images, you know, um, scenery, all that stuff. Different towns, different places. If you haven't already, follow it. It's all over social media. It's just here in Mississippi. You'll see it right there. Give it a follow. Uh, Rebel Godfather says, any word on Dak con condoning fans throwing bottles and stuff at referees? Yeah, I saw that. Um, and, and, you know, my thoughts on any word on it is this. Under no circumstances should any player, coach, anybody ever condone throwing stuff at officials. Period. End of story. And if that indeed is how Dak meant it, it's out of character. It's a frustrating moment where he kind of let loose and you can't do that. Now, maybe I'm not reading it right. 
Real unnamed texter said, Yes, please continue doing your edits for bad words. <laughs> okay, yeah, the you like the... It's a lot easier to do that than to just hit a button every time there's a bad word. Uh, White Denzel says, The Temptations movie is fantastic, and yes, anybody that lo lives in Meridian and the surrounding area knows where David Ruffin is from. He was considered a classic five member of The Temptations. The original members were Otis Williams, Melvin Franklin, Al Bryant, Eddie Kendricks, and Paul Williams. Got it. Okay, so not a, so the original wouldn't actually be the right word. I appreciate that. See? Learning something as we go. Unnamed Texture says, uh, don't blame coaches or the owner. These are professional players. They are paid to perform. Well, no. I, yeah. I mean, you're right. They're pros. It's, a, it's sort of a job, right? I mean, the blame's to go around. And that's why, honestly, I started the show today. Rewind it back to the first five minutes of today's show. And what I said is, that game on Sunday was an indictment on anybody associated with the Cowboys' offense. Period. See, and look, it ain't like it just popped up and they had an issue Sunday and that's it. Let's be honest. Throughout the year, it, it was this weird... It was this weird deal where the Cowboys had these big numbers and they were, you know, number one in this offensive category, number one in this category, number one in this category throughout the year, but you'd watch them and go, yeah, but something's off. Something's off. And right, they would have these games. They had a stretch there where right after Dak got hurt, where he was, it was like they were clicking along and everything was going great right up through the end of that Patriots game when he blew his calf muscle out and they had an open date. And he heals it up, comes back after the open date, and then ever since then it was this really bumpy ride. And then they had a stretch of about two or three games where they had these rash of drop passes. Remember that? I mean, everybody just dropping stuff, hitting them right in the gut. Then they have a game where they had a rash of penalties. And then they have a game where they'd have a, they couldn't run the ball. They ran it for like 40 yards against somebody. Then they had a game where Denver comes in there, plays man-to-man -man coverage against them, and totally locked on. They couldn't get open. It was always something with that offense. There it is. And no, I mean, not all of the blame goes to coaches. But watch them. They don't run in like it's this tightly wound offensive system that keeps people off balance. They just run plays. Part of the reason is they're not that good on the offensive line. I've heard about all I want to hear about the Cowboys' offensive line, about Tyron Smith, this great Hall of Fame NFL tackle. Maybe he is headed to the Hall of Fame. Well, guess what? He can't play a game without a holding penalty. For that matter, neither can the rest of them. Not one guy in a Cowboys uniform can block Nick Bosa. And then you can't run the ball. You, ha you play a game like this where it's so meaningful and you've got all this money invested in a running back and you go in there and you have fewer yards rushing than you do penalty yards. It's pitiful. And anybody with one eyeball could look and go, this other running back's your best running back. Yeah, but he's Zeke Elliott. Well, he's hurt or something. Great. Appreciate the toughness. Wonderful. Fine. I know you got it invested in him. Pollard, he's your best option. Play him. Get him the ball. He'll make something when it's not there. 
Zeke's an old running back now. Let's go back to that decision. All right, so that'll pretty much wrap up our one. That's enough on the NFL. That is enough on the NFL. I do have a couple of text messages to get to. But in hour two, we'll flip the page. We got a little college football to talk about. Some new coaches at Ole Miss. Players coming in, coming out. Portal update for Mississippi State. We got an update on that this morning. A few other things I think you'll want to j- jump into with me. Also, we have basketball. Uh, we'll take a look back at what happened this past weekend, but you do have midweek basketball starting tonight. Ole Miss hosting Missouri. All of that to preview and more. Stick around. 